How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Pan Geekery Podcast, a weekly live video podcast celebrating all things geek from the, uh, all diverse perspective. I forgot to mute my Twitch window, so I got the weird delay in my voice. From the all diverse perspective. Yeah. Blue what did I say? You said from the all diverse. <laughs> the, the singular all diverse. Diverse perspective. <laughs> celebrating all things geek from an all diverse perspective, and what we are going to do are we going is we're going to talk about TV, film, video games, all the good things covering all the nooks and crannies of fandom. Uh, my name is Earl Balon. I am an actor improviser based in Los Angeles, California, and um, let's see, my favorite fruit is bananas. All right. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, I'm Walter. I am a camera guy, editor, and uh, Marvel fanatic. And my favorite fruit uh, are mangoes. Nice. Oh. Whoever wants to go next. Okay. Hey guys, my name is Caitlin Fay. I'm an actor, director, <laughs> writer, and a singer. And my favorite fruit are nectarines. Nice. Oh yay! Um, hi, I'm Jen. Uh, I am an actor, writer, uh, multimedia artist, and do stuff doer. And um, my favorite food is uh, uh, a hot and sour soup from Mingwa uh, Noodle House. Wow, so that's very specific. We just opened it up. Nice. Oh, I thought it was fruit. Our favorite. No, I did say. Oh, favorite well, fruit? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, fruit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fruit. favorite yeah. fruit. Favorite fruit is pineapple. Nice. Pineapple. Pineapples eat you back. Eat um, you back. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. Yeah. I uh, just want to say what's up, everybody. As you can see, we are still like social distancing. So um, shout out to everybody in chat. Thank you for being in there. What's up to JK Dragon King 2013? What's up to Mitch Narito? What's up, dude? Um, so as you can see, we have an extra panel on the podcast today. We are joined by a special guest, Miss Joy Regaliano. I just, I can't. What, what is Regaliano? Regaliano. She sounds so Italian Regaliano. now. <laughs> I can't not pronounce your name like the Filipino way. Regaliano. 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 Yeah, something like, I don't say it right, right either. Like yeah. So, yeah. Um, hey, Joy, what's up? Hi, thanks for having me. This is so exciting. Uh, so, uh, would you like to intro yourself? Oh, yeah. Uh, writer, actor, comedian, uh, mediocre hip hop dancer. Sample. My favorite fruit is yep. um, the Korean pear. Nice. Ooh, Those are so tasty. Good choice. So tasty. Um, so again, what's up to everybody in chat? Hi again, Mitch. Uh, Mitch says, Joy! Uh, just <laughs> I want to look at the Twitch <clears throat> Call attention. You can just, if you log on to uh, twitch.tv slash pangeekery, you can look at the uh, chat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just just mute your, your Twitch stream first. Yeah, mute the Because <laughs> I always forget to do that. I, I forget um, to do that, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would like to call attention to a few ways you can help support this podcast. Uh, first of all, we do have our donation buttons uh, to um, stream elements. Uh, you can also sub, uh, throw us a subscription of, to Twitch directly, or if you have a, an Amazon Prime account, you can do it through that. For that, it's free, and, but we still get uh, some kickback. So yeah, check that out. You can throw us some bits and cheers or hit up, um, if you're shopping on Amazon, hit up our Twitch affiliate links down below. So uh, yeah, that's super helpful. Also, um, uh, sub to all our um, 
our social media, everything is at Pangeekery, P-A-N-G-E-E-K-E-R-Y. So uh, that's on IG, on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere at Pangeekery. Um, we've, and check out like our old videos on YouTube. We have some game stuff up there. Uh, our old guests are up. So Tony, uh, Tony Kim, Lee Chesley, we talk about Star Wars. So a bunch of stuff. We have a lot of content. Uh, check that all out. Uh, so today we have a very special episode for, um, the first reason being we have Joy on. Hey Joy, again. Yay! What's up? Hello and again. secondly, uh, we're going to be talking about Westworld series or episode. Series, mm-hmm. season three, episodes one and two. So uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So uh, what's everybody been to? I've uh, been up to since um, last week. Um, uh, man, it's been very busy. I just went on a, a big road trip this weekend. I went to oh, cool. look at this uh, my kitchen. And it was really nice. Oh, I was uh, like, what? This, this water, <laughs> this water, my waterfall sink or sink waterfall. Oh, yeah, that was kind of cool. How was it? <laughs> Uh, it's cool. It's like really, there's a lot of stuff there, and uh, you know, it's kind of dirty during dang pollutants. <laughs> but uh, it got cleaned up over the weekend, no so yeah. that's about it. That's that was my weekend. <laughs> Thank you. How about you guys? Um, go ahead. I don't know. Um, I've <laughs> been actually kind of busy. I don't know. Uh, kind of catching up with the people, like uh, doing a lot of zooming. Um, mm-hmm. This past week, uh, oh. with Room to Improv and in support of white parents, we hung out on on Friday and uh, played. Everybody's playing Jackbox right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, we did some streaming. Uh, we shot a video actually, Caitlin and I did. That, a singing, oh, like a music video <laughs> that hasn't been post- posted. Oh, yet. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll do it tomorrow. First thing tomorrow. Uh, it's all good. I don't have mornings anymore, you guys. I wake I up in the afternoon because everything is melted. Yeah. And- what? Been- <laughs> yeah. Yep. Same. Same. The oh, same. Yeah. The literally the only reason I woke up this morning when I did was uh, because I had an audition due at ten. So oh, I would have otherwise like not. I would have slept through it. But yeah. um, I had to learn. Uh, I had to learn some After Effects and like Blender stuff. So mm. I did a lot of that today. Yeah. This past week. Mm. Anybody else? Um, I've been doing a lot of Zoom calls as well. I've also been staying up consistently till 5 a.m. like every day. Yeah, sounds about right. (laughs) Savage. What are circadian rhythms? I don't know what they are anymore, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Gabriel Bosco in chat. Thank you for the bits. Woo! Yay! Yeah. Uh, JK Dragon 2013 says Stardew hype. Yeah, buddy. Stardew hype! (laughs) Uh, Joy, what have you been up to? I've been, I've, I have to do some research for this thing I'm working on. So I've been reading a lot of children's meditation books, which is actually really fun. It's and it's, yeah, it's actually really, um, uh, it's like children's emotion management books as well. And it actually helps me as an adult. Like there's, there's this whole series of books. It's like by Mary Nin or something. And it's like, there's angry ninja and there's anxious ninja, money ninja, <laughs> lazy ninja. It's like about these ninjas that like learn how to manage their emotions and it's so cute and um i highly recommend it what's the title again um it's like a series of 14 books or something but um some of my favorites were perfect ninja for all you perfectionists out there um it's okay to not be perfect sometimes because we're all human no i'm just (laughs) i know asians are like blasphemy what (laughs) i know (laughs) 
I have to work on it till it's perfect. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cool. Awesome stuff. Well, um, yeah, that's our catch up for right now. Let's uh, move into Tacna Joy. Yay, Joy. Yay. Joy. Um, so, uh, Joy, uh, I know you introduced introduce yourself as an art uh, or pr- actor. Can't talk. Actor. Uh, I didn't sleep again last night. So. <laughs> Uh, an actor, uh, comedian, um, all that. How did you get into that? Like, what was the spark for you? Um, well, I always thought I was going to be a doctor until I was about 18 um, <laughs> because my parents were doctors and I was just going to follow in my dad's footsteps. Um, but I was always, I did always like making people laugh. Like in seventh grade, um, when we would have those assignments to like put a, a word, a vocabulary word in a sentence, like I was like, that's easy. But you know what's not easy is making it funny. So I like would try to make all of my vocabulary sentences funny for no reason. Um, <laughs> and um, and I like doing the little skits for like English class and stuff. Um, right. And so when I went to college, um, I joined this Asian American theater group called Theater Rice, um, RIP. I don't think it's around UC Berkeley anymore. It is um, not, but that gave me, yeah, yeah, I think they folded, but it was, um, it gave me the a safe space to try this out. And then I switched to theater and the rest is history. Nice. nice. That's awesome. Cool. And uh, <clears throat> I know uh, things have been busy for you ever since you came to Hollywood. So um, Prince is on Supernatural, Myth- um, Mythic Quest, uh, Raven's Banquet, which is your most recent thing, if I uh, recall correctly. Uh, support of White Parents, I've heard of it. Uh, I, <laughs> you know. Oh, that so. old thing? Yeah. Yeah. That old thing. <laughs> not, not to mention uh, seeing her on her, the progressive commercials. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. yeah, that was a fun one. <laughs> yeah, you know, the funny thing is, um, out out of all that, the, I think the thing that my parents are most excited about is like the Best Buy commercial because it played during uh, the Warriors game or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True test. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Warriors um, and it's so funny that you s- said the Mythic Quest is like the most, re- I actually shot that last January and the thing I shot more recently was Carol's Second Act. Um, but, uh, but, Mythic Quest came out the most recently, so it's oh, funny okay, how right. TV schedules happen. <laughs> yeah, it's cool um, when you like did something a long time ago and it comes back up, and you're like, "Yeah, I just did that," even though you didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm and still people, like, "Yeah, good." <laughs> oh, no, I was gonna say that the glory just continues. Yeah, and then people start asking you about it, and then you're like, "I barely, I can barely remember it." <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, it was one day in January. so you gotta bullshit your answer most of the time Uh, yeah it was like a uh things crafty was good yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i totally get that um literally the last and big thing i worked on still getting tweets about it today i mean you know whatever (laughs) whatever whatever Whatever. the life of a famous person does anybody want to t- hear me talk about this some more? I don't think so. <laughs> that time. <laughs> uh, so what uh, projects do you got going now, Joy? Um, yeah, so I'm trying to expand Supportive White Parents into a full-length thing. What? Um, so working on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I um, know that, Earl. Yeah. <laughs> and for those <laughs> I'm hearing about it. For those who don't know, Supportive White Parents is now an hour-long musical comedy. It's starring at Second City, and uh, Joy is the writer-creator 
creator and uh, main actor in that. Earl is also in the show. And Caitlin here is has also been in the show. So three of us are on the show, basically. So you should go check it out. Connected, yeah. yeah. When it comes back. When it comes back, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, currently in, uh, on hiatus, but normally Fridays at 7 at Second City. Right. And um, it's about an Asian girl, me, who wishes not on a shooting star for support of white parents. <laughs> and beyond that, um, I'm trying to write a, I should write a, a second screenplay whenever I'm done with that, the longer version of that. And then I'm waiting to hear um, on a couple jobs that I'm up for. So hopefully I'm, I get cool. something. <laughs> Money <laughs> yeah. would be great. Yeah, that'd be nice. Just doing a lot of self-tape okay. auditions or? A few. Yeah, um, I, you know, I thought about getting a lapel mic on Amazon and then I put it on save for later and then got um, mise en place instead. So I guess those are my priorities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Important, <laughs> important stuff, the mise en place balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need somewhere to put my garlic. I know, exactly. You, just can't, you can't just leave it on the, on the chopping board. That's. <laughs> I just put mine in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, what are we, animals? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what separates us from the animals if we don't have me some plausibles? Um, anyway, <laughs> said no hey. one ever. <laughs> said no one ever. Uh, Rhinosaur94 in chat says, Stardew Crowd. Yeah, uh, Stardew Crowd. Have to spectate on mute for now, but here for the support. Thank you, Rhinosaur94. Guts Heat, Woo! what's up? Hey, what's up, Guts? What's up, Joel? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's weird. I feel like there's like this weird delay. I'm getting like a lot of air, but yeah, okay. I'm getting a little bit too. But it's all good. Oh. It's all good. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Jen? I was gonna say Joy looks a little frozen for me. Yeah. <laughs> She's grinning very nicely though. She's got a very cute Damn. grin on. Oh, actually, I don't see her at all on mine. Oh. oh there's one. a there's a pot. Yeah. There's a oh, delay. No. On oh, there she is. Wait, yeah, I heard her for a second. Joy! Oh, joy! Joy! To the world. Mm. Sorry about that. Oh, it's all good. Well, we can hear your voice. <laughs> we can yeah. keep talking to you. I mean, it's Zoom, okay, so... Cool. Yeah, my... <laughs> or can oh. we? Okay, cool. Yeah, my computer is, like, really slow right now. I was so excited when they announced the new MacBook Air, but I'm like... Can I, should I get it now in these times? Or, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of wonder economy. Yeah, like, it, are people buying <laughs> other than toilet paper and food right now? I don't know. I mean, you could trade. You could trade toilet paper for MacBook Air. I think you probably could. Yeah. <laughs> like a Costco. I give you size. a Costco like a bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. They're like, no, sorry, we only take paper towels. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Man. I think toilet paper take hand sanitizer. Yeah. Oh, and hand sanitizer. There Star, goes. Star Wars themed hand wipes. <gasps> Ooh, even wow. as well as well, this is not as cool, but Disney cars themed hand wipes. Uh oh. Wow. Wipe your butt with. Are they printed on the paper? I don't know. I haven't opened them yet. We'll see. Oh, okay. Time I need a clean. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You could, you could sell those for the entirety of like all of our pangeekery gear. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Just auction it. 
if we next charity stream toilet paper <laughs> you get a roll <laughs> you get a roll and you get a roll so uh joy i know that you've been actually i was gonna bring up like um the con stuff but like that hasn't all that stuff has gotten canceled right i don't know i haven't heard from were you you mean like the supernatural convention yeah yeah i was gonna bring that up yeah i haven't heard from them yet i mean it's in june so i mean like there's the super optimistic hope that maybe things will be normal by then but you know who knows (laughs) yeah i don't know i'm i i'm also hoping that i mean but they've already um canceled the uh, e3 which is also in june so i'm like i think everything's kind of up in the air right now i don't know oh wow yeah, yeah you're right i'm hoping we get to step outside um you know our doors a couple in a couple of weeks maybe four weeks <laughs> is it four weeks i don't know <laughs> i saw this meme online and it was like um remember places <laughs> <laughs> and that's just it <laughs> Well, yeah, that was it. It was like it was a picture of a place. That's, <laughs> I can do that. I wish I could laugh at that. I'm just kidding. I, I, can I can't even. Wow. <laughs> no, it's kind of like too too soon, right? Yeah. Can I ask you guys, Joy? And I mean, all most of you can, if not all of you, can answer this probably too. Um, as as actors, um, how have your like auditions and performances like? tapered off like you guys we kind of mentioned self-taping right so how value how how valuable is that now because there's a skill in itself in self-taping right and can some of you guys explain to people that might not be actors what self-taping uh auditions are sure so uh self-taping is basically you know you know when you go in for a regular audition you go to a casting director's office usually and you sit in a waiting room and they usually put you on camera anyway for uh, that first audition. So uh, sometimes, and this has been like a growing trend over the past few years, um, casting directors will ask directly for a self-tape. So you get a friend to read for you, you set up a camera in whatever space you have, or you go to like one of these self-tape places and uh, you do the the read that way. So um, yeah, uh, ever since like uh, the lockdown has happened, a lot of the stuff has moved over to that. Even on the VO side, a lot of times I would go into um, my agent's office and I would do my reads there. Now they're uh, all the offices are closed and uh, they're asking me to do um, uh, turn in all my auditions recorded here at home at my home studio. So there's uh, yeah, I mean it, it's just it's just the way things are happening right now. Thanks for and the sub, Infernal. Thank you. Yeah, Infernal. Thank you for the yeah. sub. I don't know. Has has everybody? Joy disappeared. Joy disappeared. No. Um, has has everybody been getting more uh, self or like just I've, like auditions and they're all self tapes? I've been getting none. So the thing is, like when uh, Man of God was canceled, mm-hmm. um, suddenly I became available for all of the pilots that were auditioning. So then, like I got two pilot auditions in the span of like 24 hours that I had to tape. And then I sent them in really quickly. And then the day afterwards was when, you know, my manager and agents were like, okay, so it seems like, Oh, Hey joy. (laughs) 
Probably sorry about that. My my old ass MacBook died. This is why I should get. Oh, that happened. <laughs> it's all good. Oh. Hi, Joy. Guess that uh, answers your question earlier. But yeah, we were just talking about self tapes and uh, what does auditioning look like in this season. And uh, I was just saying that I had aud- auditioned for some pilots, and then afterwards, you know, they told us that production is shut down for everything. So right. now it's just completely quiet as it was before. So. Um, I haven't been getting self-tapes at all. And my manager has driven herself up to Santa Barbara. So I think everybody's just kind of like washed their hands of stuff. I'm sure oh, yeah. like voiceover is still going on, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah voiceover is still going on. I, I, yeah. Strong still. Uh, JK yeah. Dragon King mentions Zoom auditions too. Zoom auditions. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Is that really a thing? No, uh, he's uh, or is he kidding. just kidding? Okay, there are I mean, specific, I don't see why not. Why not? Well, yeah. There are specific um, like services for that. But... Oh, and I've heard, I heard of somebody who like screen screen tested from acting class, but I don't. Yeah, like uh, this is like, like heard yeah. from a heard from a heard from someone. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, someone yeah. somewhere. <laughs> like Jen said, I actually did have a day of work last week. Um, doing dubbing on a project. So yeah, voiceover is still kind of happening, but you can run that with like a skeleton crew. I mean, that's like uh, um, all you really need in house at a point is like the audio engineer and the director and uh, somebody else, you know, whoever's on the script and whatever they can, they can like, um, they can Skype in. So they yeah. can. this morning, I know this as a fact because this morning I was awoken by my roommate. From right. Screaming! <laughs> oh God, he was doing an audition. Oh wow! I was kicking myself because the night before, she's like, "Am I too loud?" I was like, "Oh my God, girl, I never hear you. Go for it." <laughs> I never hear you. Oh my God, I I was like dreaming her lines, like the lines <laughs> repeating and weaving into my dream, and it was like making me go psycho. And that's how I know, like, acting world, you know, voice acting world is still going strong. Yeah, it's still happening. That's, um, that's amazing. Yeah. Joy, yeah, do you remember on, your, Oh no, go ahead. So, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I was on, um, I was on a veil for the, for like a small role in a pilot, like just like a co-star. And then it was supposed to shoot March 30th through April 9th. And then, um, and then they're like, Oh, we're, pro- we're probably going to push to April or May. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. Aww. Yeah. Kind of a bummer, but hopefully, you know, when things get back to normal, they'll ramp it up again. Yeah. I think people are going to be like cha- chapping at the bit to get, you know, mm going once everything starts back up absolutely yeah uh joy well, do you we're remember gonna do our own, right right we're making our own skits yes oh, yeah, yeah. we're gonna make all we're sorts of skits. our own thing I'll, yeah, i'm gonna totally. tell you guys about this afterwards actually i, I got some ideas okay yay and then, and then we're gonna yeah. we're gonna upload them on on like onto, somewhere. onto the yeah. onto the ground yeah we and TikTok because now we have a Panky Cree TikTok. Oh my gosh! on the TikTok. Didn't even know. Joy, do you remember uh, your first audition? Actually, oh my very first audition. Oh my gosh! Like, um, like professionally. Oh, professional. Yeah. Um, I think it's like, I she's like PCN. The- <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had two on the same day. Um, one was for nine hundred two one zero for um bookish girl um and she was selling adderall and then the second one that same day was for the muppets movie it was for waitress and i booked i booked the 90210 no 90210 one so the 90210 one yeah i was like 
And I, for a second, I was like, wait a minute. And then I remember there was a remake, the the new 902. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm older. Wait, than I, how, I, was like, yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Joy is 50. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, how old are you? <laughs> Asian Dory? Yeah. Uh, Gutsy. Um, yeah, I know a lot of uh, weird interactions going on with uh, regards to like uh, working from home. Network traffic. <laughs> yeah. What was your um, first audition or professional one? Mine? Yeah. Mine was, uh, gosh, it was for a... Porn? I think it was a car. (laughs) It was for a car commercial that turned into a porno. (laughs) No, uh, it was for a car commercial. And... um, it required me to have my shirt off, and I was like, "No, oh, I don't want to do this." What was this for? What was this for? It was for a car commercial, I think. Yeah. Ford? <laughs> oh, I don't remember. What? He's a working man. Oh, I didn't. I, and I definitely, I had not. Uh, I, I didn't book it, but I remember being so nervous. I was like, "I don't know what I'm doing." And whoever uh, was the session runner could plainly see it on my face. And I remember saying, uh, "Dude, it's alright. Just it's not a big deal. Just." Come <laughs> But yeah, that was way back in 2007 or something like that. Was there a black couch there too, Earl? Yes. <laughs> um, I did not sit on it uh, or get anywhere close to it. <laughs> so, yeah. I think only a few people will get that joke, but uh, I'm glad you got it. Earl. I'm pretty no, sure. I, I got it. I just shook my head. <laughs> I got that it. Joke. You just. <laughs> I feel because I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about uh, Caitlin Jen? Do you have uh, when you say professional, you mean like paying gigs? Yes, paying it like in in the industry. In what about theater? Yeah, yeah no, the theater as well. Yeah, because I mean that's you're getting paid like a paying like a paying not in school. acting gig. Yeah, no, not school. Yeah, not and scholastic. Paying. Yeah, paying. Oh my God, did I can't remember. I don't Maybe remember. Back in like 2006, 2007, something mm. like that. Yeah. I was in high school. Probably, yeah. I don't know. I remember uh, I got cast in a theater for The King and I, which is a very non-PC show and should not be put on anymore. Right. Oh, what role did you play? Oh, the first time I did it, I was just like a random wife. But then the second time I did it, I was the princess. I was tough to him. Oh nice! Oh nice! Killed in the end. Yeah, it was great. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mitch Narito in chat says, "How many shirtless commercials do you have?" <laughs> um, I have three. Three that really? I know of. Yeah. Wow. So one was for California Lottery. One was for Roundtable Pizza, and another one was a spec commercial for a product called Skinny. Why are so, you always shirtless? <laughs> these are for, these are additions that didn't. Uh, or is it out there? You're saying you said auditions, oh, right? Why don't I? No, no, no. These are these are commercials I've shot. So and came out. Yeah, and came what? Out. Is this yeah. on YouTube? I gotta find this. Oh yeah, they're all on YouTube. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> that I know of. So Pizza Hut. You said what? Pizza? Round no, 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 no. Roundtable Pizza. <laughs> Roundtable Pizza. Yeah, Roundtable. What do you? Why do you, have your, why do you have your shirt off on a pizza commercial? <laughs> yeah, someone. It's because I usually have my shirt off. <laughs> Literally, Joy, before before you signed on, I was like, oh, I guess I should put a shirt on. 
Uh, <laughs> Earl's like Earl's like t- telling the director, uh, "Hey, you want me to take my shirt off? Because I'll take it off." Dude, guys. You're playing a lawyer, <laughs> but, you know, shirtless lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes, right? uh, uh, yeah so uh, Joy, can you tell us? about mythic quest i don't know how much you're allowed to tell us but can you just give us the spiel on like what kind of show it is and stuff oh yeah um well i guess it's kind of like um silicon valley but it's set in a um video game company so yeah workplace comedy about the video game industry and it's um super funny um it's uh spearheaded by rob McElhaney, who played mac in um right. it's always sunny right it's always sunny yeah, so it was really fun to work on it. Like everyone was just really funny and heavily improvised like a lot. I mean, there was a script, but like we were really encouraged to play. Um, and it was just so cool to watch everyone work. Like it was just like a master class in improv for sure. Oh, man. So you uh, so you good. mostly had to improv your way through a lot of their episodes. And how do they choose like what they decided to want? Or- well, I only um, was in one episode and there was a script. So we did the script um, for for what, however many takes they needed. And then they're like, oh, like, you know, feel free to play with it. Or um, the, the series regular, she um, she played with it a little bit. So I was like, okay, like react to that. And they would give me new lines like, oh, um, re- say this line instead, say these three lines instead. So hmm. yeah, that was, that was really fun. And what was the other question that you asked? Oh, I was just saying like, how do they decide like what to keep from all those things? Or do you not know what they've decided on until later, you know, like, you're like, oh, they went with that clip or whatever, you know? Oh, like, it's definitely that. Yeah, the same yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool that they went with that one, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. That's so cool, though. So then what is your character in this in this show? Um, the show? The series regular um, that I, I'm supposed to remind her, she works at the video game company, mm-hmm. and she's looking for a new streamer, female streamer or something, for, I guess, something akin to Twitch, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty ignorant in these matters, but um, but so my character's name is female streamer. Like that's officially what I auditioned for. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she walks past my booth at this video game convention, and um, and she's all like, ooh, like, because <laughs> um, she's actually also Filipino and she also wears glasses. Um, oh, wow. so yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, um, and for people that don't know, um. Mythic Quest is kind of like loosely a parody of all the LO League of Legends guys, right? From my understanding, oh, like Riot. Riot Games, right? Is are they? Is oh, it right? Maybe. <laughs> okay, yeah. From my understanding, I think it's it's kind of like uh, that whole game culture and the online gaming culture right. of League of Legends, that fanaticism that happens around it. Uh, oh yeah, who, yeah, yeah. Who they're basing it off. Yeah, the joke was like, yeah, the, the, we were at my episode. We were at a convention, and there are lots of fans and like super fans. And uh, my, I was the my character had a only like twelve viewers or something really low, like a really <laughs> low amount of for for I guess that world or something. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, Joy, like, when in your episode, who? Do you, I know it's a while ago that you recorded this. So, uh, who do you remember who directed you, or how was the you know just being directed as? Yeah, how was it like being directed in that show and whatnot? I think I don't you know I don't remember a hundred percent, but I feel like Rob was at least one of the directors, um, or at, or one of the writers, because <laughs> he was definitely he was one of the people who was throwing out like oh like um try this line try this line try this line. Um, 
And yeah, it was, it was just really fun. It was like, really like, oh, this is everything that UCB has trained me for in Second City, like just being on, being on my feet and like, just like going with the flow, like, okay, like, I guess the line is this now, like, just have fun with it. And yeah, it was really, it was like after gymnastics almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so uh, cool. That's how it feels a lot, like on some scripted stuff, semi-scripted stuff. But yeah, that's dope. Um, I, I need to catch that. Let's catch it, everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so I do want to bring up, uh, speaking of fandoms, uh, Supernatural a little bit. Um, which episode was it that you were on? And uh, you played a character and she was, her name? Um, Supernatural Maeve, yeah, M-A-E-V. Yeah, it was based on um, one of the writers, the writer of the episode. Like he, I guess it was based on his wife's real friends from theater school or something like that. <laughs> Nice. Uh, what what episode were you on? Like it was like a a pretty big like a milestone. Oh yeah, episode. the 200th episode. Nice. Ooh. Oh wow. That show has been going on for a while. Oh hi. Oh Holly. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Holly just subscribed to us. I mean, followed us. Ooh. Hey, Thanks, thank you for the follow, Holly. Oh Holly. Awesome. Please. Holly's. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, you asked a question. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> No, I, like, what's that been like, being part of, like, something with, like, such a huge following? Oh, yeah, no, it's really cool. Like, when um when the breakdown came out for the audition, it said, it had this note on the bottom. It was like, note, right. like, this is a pretty big episode. Like, it's a 200th episode. The actor may be asked to go to conventions after and blah, blah, blah. I was like, gosh, oh. I really hope I hope I get this one. Um, <laughs> right. And it was, like, gonna shoot in Vancouver. I'm like, oh, that'd be so cool to get this. And then I did get it. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, oh, my life wow. is gonna change. And then my life did not change. But <laughs> <it was> so- <laughs> oh, God. I feel like I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Holly, thank you for the uh, the subscription. Thank you for the sub. Thank you. Thanks, Holly. Thank uh, Paranga37 in chat says, AB, this isn't uh, considered social media. I'm not exactly sure what you're referring to, but sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you didn't have to feel guilty about that, but we appreciate any anyway, Holly. Uh, she said, well, you said sub, so I felt guilty. But, oh, no. uh, but you guys you. are the Asian parents of um, Twitch. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Kappa, um, Oddball, uh, live streaming. No, live streaming entertainment. I guess that's in re- um, response to uh, social media. But yeah. Uh, um, I guess, oh, sorry. Oh, I was sorry. gonna. I was gonna ask Joy. Uh, so, can you tell us about your writing process? Because you've written for like Netflix too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I wrote for this um, show called The Healing Powers of Dude. It was a kids and family show about a kid with social anxiety disorder and emotional support dog. Mm-hmm. So it was really cute, and like it was. It was about this really important, I think, social issue that that people don't get to see very often, much less. Yeah programming for like a younger audience so mm-hmm, that was really mm-hmm. fun it was my first time in a writing room um so yeah it was it was very cool to see how other people work and to learn mm-hmm. from the other people in the room there was so much experience there um yeah yeah it was like um we would spend like you know 15 minutes over like should the punctuation and it was like oh I'm not the only one who does this like cool like oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or like, you know, we would we would punch up and things like that. So it was just, yeah, it was just so cool to work with other people. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah. in, the, in the writer's room, is there like a set like role for each member of the writing team? Like is somebody the proofreader? Is somebody checking for linear storylines? You know what I mean? Or is everybody just kind of like flocking like pigeons to a horde and going like, let's just keep tackling it? 
like um yeah. the room kind of go I think I've only been in one room so I can't speak to how other rooms work and they, they probably all depend on the showrunner and how the showrunner runs it mm-hmm. um but uh <laughs> <laughs> oh somebody watched that show that's nice thanks for watching yeah. <laughs> guts guts watched that show and liked it Thank you. Um, So in our room, it kind of progressed like, oh, we would we broke the season like, okay, this Mm -hmm. is how the arc is going to go like this is how the story is going to go. And then we broke each episode and then um, we were punching up by the end and then, Mm -hmm. you know, by the end, we're like cutting things. So I think our our strengths would come out during the process like me personally, Mm -hmm. like. I I'm okay with story, but like, I think my strength is like punch up and joke. So I had a lot more to say by the end. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I would have all these joke pitches. And at the beginning I was more like listening to, to like people's pitches for character arcs and things like that. And less, mm-hmm. less pitchy, but also as a staff writer, like, um, you're, there's kind of like an unspoken hierarchy in rooms from what I, from what I gather mm-hmm. on the internet, um, mm-hmm. and from my experience. And so like you, you you don't have to say as much when you're a staff writer too, because you have less experience and the other people just know, know more about story and stuff. So, so mm-hmm. I think naturally too, you like don't say as much at the beginning of the room and then you start to like learn and then you're like, okay, I have a little bit more to contribute. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. That's so super have, cool. So yeah. they have their little uh, like pecking order or seniority in staff. In writing. a way. Yeah. But I, I think it just naturally comes out that way. Cause of course the showrunners know the most about their show cause it's their show. It's their show. Um, <laughs> And then, like the story, you know, the the people, the producing, the story produce, bleh, all those titles, like they they just know more, so they have more to contribute to the conversation. Um, and then there was something else that I wanted to speak to that now I cannot remember. Oh yeah, um, other people's <laughs> other people's superpowers that superpowers we made jokes in the room that would come out. Like some people were really good at like um, cutting, condensing pages or stage directions. Like, you know, it it sounds dumb that we would spend time on that, but it's actually kind of important. Like, you know, things should be as efficient as possible. Or like some people were really good. Yeah. And some people, (laughs) me and Caitlin are like nodding our heads right now. Like, yes. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And some people were really good at, you know, um, character arcs and things like that. So yeah. People awesome. have different strengths. And if you can do all the things, then you'll work a lot as a writer. All the things. Yeah, all the things. I wanted to ask Joy a last question. Did anybody else yeah. have a question? I kind of no. had one. I had one more. Okay. Go ahead, Jen. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh. no, but I feel bad. I already asked Joy a question. Okay. Well, you I was just going to ask for, like, for Joy, for people who uh, want to be staff writers in shows, and, like, how did you get to that point uh, of being a staff writer? Uh, yeah, so I um, I actually came to LA to be a writer more than an actor. Um, so I uh, was I my first industry job was interning at Nickelodeon for production for the show Fairly Odd Parents um, when I was in college. So that was really fun, and I was like, okay, like my plan is to go up the back end, kind of like the quote unquote typical route is to be a PA and then um, you know writer's PA, a script coordinator, and then be a staff writer from there. Um, but I every time I interviewed for a PA job, I never got it. And then um, I booked three co-star roles as an actor. That's like the lowest level of, of role um, that season. And then I got a call back to producers for pilot season. So I was like, okay, like, I guess I'll just ride this horse in the direction that it's going. But I kept writing on the side. And eventually I got the Sesame Street um, Writing Fellowship. And, um, and then a pilot that I wrote, um, my... I, oh, I got a lit manager. That's a weird story. Like, I just... Um, I met him out, out in the world... And then, but he was working in development at the time. And eventually he was like, oh, like I'm changing to management. Would you like to be my client? Um, And then, so then he was the one who like sent my stuff to, he had a um, relationship with this exec 
um, that he, he knew her um, from around. And so at Netflix. And so he sent her my stuff and she liked it. So she sent my stuff to the showrunners of this show and then they liked it. And then I got into the room and um, luckily my, my childhood trauma lined up with the um, show. I'm, I'm kidding. But I sort of, <laughs> that was sort of what the, uh, when you go into the, to these interviews, um, I haven't had that many, so I can't speak too much to how everyone gets their job, but it helps when your specific life experiences kind of line up with what the show's about, because then you have a lot more to contribute like to the, to the episodes and um, the characters and all that since you've lived it. That's cool. That's a super va- valuable information for anybody that's looking to become a staff writer. I do want to say that I did watch your episode, like, and it was a musical episode. And it was, <laughs> yes, they gave it was it really good. It was very, very good. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Um, oh, I forgot to, you know, I thought of a better answer to your fandom question. Um, a few. Uh, so I actually got, um, I didn't think, so my life didn't change like overall, but um i got like thousands of followers on twitter and like people on like from brazil would like like tweet at me or like make fan art or like on instagram too (laughs) like i just got like hundreds of followers um just from supernatural from being on one episode so i'm like oh that's so cool like and every once in a while they'll like ask me for advice or like tag me on stuff or like there'll be some or on tumblr like there's like little memes or like um gifs so that's that's kind of cool to be like oh like i was on this one thing and people still think that's cool or people will remember me from like i'll like when i was on raising hope or like i was on um modern family they're like oh that's mave like they'll be like oh i remember her yeah, that's so other cool thing. <laughs> uh mason lieberman in the chat says this is such good stuff thanks for contributing all this info thank you mason for being yeah. there oh yeah i'm glad it's somewhat helpful oh and, and then someone sorry no go ahead Oh, someone yeah. asked if I watched any new shows lately. Um, well, you know, a movie that I watched lately was Shaun the Sheep, Farmageddon. <laughs> it's um, made by the same people who did Chicken Run, the same British people. Oh, and nice. <laughs> yeah, stop motion. Claim, like stop motion, yeah. Yeah, claymation, um, yeah. It was really good. I highly recommend that movie. And that's right. And you uh, you were a crazy ex-girlfriend too, right? Uh, yeah, crazy. Yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, I played the main character's um, cousin, and the joke was that I was a dud, and my one line was, yeah, bitch, and I did say jif. Is it supposed to be gif? Sorry, gif. I, I say jif. I say, I say This, this say will be gif. forever if we if we yeah. say this. I, I, I alternate between the two just to throw everybody okay. off. Just to fuck with people. Yeah. <laughs> just to fuck with people, yeah. Uh, Joshua uh, Hortiz, uh, 24, how hard is it to go from freelance um, – have all most creative control to being part of a writing team? Ooh, good question. Um, hmm. Yeah, you know, it is a different lifestyle. Like, I remember when I got this writing job, and I mean, it was a pretty short, short order. It was eight episodes, and the writing room was about nine or 10 weeks. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to like go somewhere every day from like 10 to six. Like, that's weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to have to like, um, well, I didn't have to pack my lunch because they, they um, fed you, provided it. Yeah, so that was nice. Um, but yeah, it was definitely like kind of a, a, a different thing to go from like, I can choose whatever I want to do all day to like, I have to sit in this room. And if I want to walk, I have to do it before I have to go to the gym before 10am or after six. Like, um, and then also like, when you're writing on someone else's like, um, show, it's like, um, you, of course, you're going to defer to them because it, they're more, it's their right. baby. Like, and so it's, it's a little bit different creatively, like, you're there to support them. Um, and not necessarily like writing your, (laughs) yeah, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like that, that's what you're there for, which is cool too. Like, I think that it's so valuable to like, 
learn how to write like someone else and to write in someone else's style and learn what their aesthetic is because I think they're all really great muscles. Now, That's did awesome. you know? Did you know anyone in the writers' room when you when you joined, or like was everyone kind of new to you? I didn't know anyone actually. Um, the I, the script coordinator, we were in the same world. Like he was also in Second City, um, like the comedy world. But I I didn't know him personally until the room. And then yeah, and then it went from like um, not knowing them at all to like spending eight hours a day together. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> regular co-workers what's that like yeah i know weird <laughs> i I'm, um, i must say that it is weird to like going from freelance to like full-time like editing camera shooting seeing the same people on a regular basis <laughs> i bet um oh crap okay um yeah that's that's so cool um do you have anything in store coming up um, just uh, support my parents whenever we get to leave our houses again. And yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that would be my specific dream project. I would love support of my parents to be a studio feature or, um, you know, Ooh. the next um, always be my maybe, but like musical, like ne- Netflix streaming feature. That'd be so nice. Awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then running on Broadway too. That'd be cool. Um, the be Asian American cool. Book of Mormon. Nice. Yeah. Chicago, yeah. maybe. I don't know. I think I. <laughs> I honestly think it's possible for you guys, man. It's 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 a great show. Thank you, thank, thank you so you. much. Um, Roy. Um, Thanks for the follow. Thank you for the follow, um, Matthew. Hey. What's up, Jambi? Um, actually, yeah, join Walt. Okay, I'm just going through <laughs> chat. Um, uh, yeah, thank you everybody for the follows and the subs. Y'all are amazing. Uh, one more uh, thing before we say uh, bye to Joy. Where can everybody follow you online? I am at Joy Regaliano on Instagram, and um, you can find the Supportive White Parents Facebook event on Facebook, I guess. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter. Um, and yeah, that. Oh, I'm on YouTube. You can find my old videos on YouTube. I don't update it that often anymore, but you can find White Fetish. That one's always a. It's an old one. <laughs> <but a goodie. laughs> nice. How about your short films? Are they all on YouTube? You know, I should really um, release it, but the only thing is I have to bake cookies for my Kickstarter supporters, and I just don't feel like it. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which, uh, well, Joy, is there anything else you wanted to share before uh, we uh, we bid you adieu? Oh, someone asked what got me into writing. Um, I guess I just like, um, mm, I like making people laugh. Um, that That is something that gives me a lot of, joy and um Uh also just being able to like there are certain stories that like really need to be told i think or that i feel called to tell like supportive white parents i didn't write that Uh because i thought it would sell i wrote it because it was something that i needed to come out of me as something i was processing so for me writing isn't like Uh it's almost not a choice like it was something that i had to do and um to be able to represent other voices in my community like to be able to represent my parents story and other other people's stories um through this medium um is something that is also a calling for me in writing and being able to represent filipinos on screen as well so yeah (laughs) sorry really quick speaking of which um once we all get released from our homes like (laughs) is filipino af also gonna come back and what are you guys planning to do with that yeah, well, Filipino AF is this um, comedy variety show that I co-host and co-produce at UCB. Um, and yeah, we would lo- we were we had a show scheduled April thirteenth, but UCB is closed indefinitely. Um, so oh, hopefully, wow. uh, who knows when it will be back? But yeah, we would love to come back whenever. So you can follow us on it's at Filipino AF Show, I think, on Twitter and Instagram, and on Facebook. 
Um, I feel so square saying Instagram completely, like IG, Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. The entire name, Instagram. Oh, uh, uh, all right. California, Berkeley. <laughs> oh, you see the Upright Citizens Brigade um, is where the comedy oh, yeah. here is. University of California, Burbank. Upright, <laughs> yeah. Upright Citizens uh, Brigade, Brigade yeah. and uh, Second City are two major improv troops. Uh, this is where a lot of the Saturday LA. Night Live they're, guys are coming out of. They're training centers here in, in LA. So Yeah. yeah all right. Training centers. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Joy, for joining us. Um, it has been super enlightening. It's been fun talking to you. Uh, again, where what is your social handle? Um, thanks for having me at Joy Regaliano. Yay! Awesome. And, um, yay! That's it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Joy. Thanks. I'll see yay. you later. See ya. So um, we're gonna say bye to Joy because she. Um, we're gonna talk about Westworld next, and she has not caught up yet. But um, she's gonna keep our. Uh, her camera on so we can like keep the format of the screen uh, pretty <laughs> sorry to... oh is that why <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so um I, so we just um westworld season three has dropped mm-hmm. uh what is everybody thought of the first two episodes um, or I, well, let's say the first one specifically. Uh, should should we uh, recap uh, what we learned from the second season real quick? Sure, and then, sure. And then we'll let's launch into it. Um, so I, I, <laughs> that said, I feel like the whole second season was a blur for me. Right. I I still feel like the first season was the best um, as far as like narrative goes, because it was like tied off very cleanly. And then season two was like opening up different things, right? So like uh, Dolores now, uh, is freed from her like uh, imposed empathy. So she has to, she feels like this vengeful spirit now and she wants to, you know, uh, break out of Westworld and also, you know, take her revenge out on the humans in real life. Um, and then what else happens? Like much of it is still spent in the Westworld park. Um, right. It isn't until like the very end that things like, you start to see like, oh, has Dolores ever been out in the real world? Like, and then they, you know, they well, finally the, bust out at the end. Yeah, and then it's also the emergence of and the mastery of her uh, Maeve's powers mm-hmm. and Matrix right. style powers uh, yeah. throughout the episode, right? Yeah, right. I, and, I think the the main um, point of season two was uh, everybody was talking about the Valley Beyond. Um, mm-hmm you know the the world outside of uh outside of the park um the real world or the new world whatever it was called several things glory mm-hmm. uh over the course of uh the season and it was a, everybody's quest for that uh some people thought it was a weapon dolores was like this is a weapon uh mm-hmm. some some people thought it was eden somebody some people thought it was salvation so it was a little bit of everything but uh it was everybody's different narratives going to that one point basically over the course mm-hmm. of the season yeah, and then there was a Shogun world as well. Yeah, there's also some Shogun kind of world. Raj, Rajanit world, like you know. Yeah, there was that um, Emily yeah. was in. Yeah, there's like yeah, yeah, like the Safari Indian yeah, Safari. Like, I didn't know that one in there. I didn't know that world existed. That was pretty cool though. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. And now we, you know, we oh, have, now we know we there's a World War Two world, other worlds. It's exactly. like a World War Two world, and like now there's like a Game of Thrones world or something. Yeah. yeah, or maybe Game of Thrones only took place in that world. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Everybody is a life model decoy. That would explain the bad writing towards the end of the season when Lee's <laughs> died. Yeah, <laughs> now that we're talking about it, 
now that we're talking about it, Earl and I just did season two over the past couple days. Yeah. So it's those events are fresh in our minds. And I just <laughs> yeah. want to say that going into it, I was kind of filled with dread because Jen had always told me that season two was just not good. Right. But I'm I actually sorry. season two. No, I I maybe because I binged it. So all the things that were kind of confusing, I kind of just took it in stride. I enjoyed season two up until the very last episode. And then just everything Game of Thrones seasoned season eight. Ated in itself, <laughs> like, yeah. it really capsized itself. Yeah. That's, that's kind like, of a big. What yeah. the fuck am I watching? Yeah. I'm like kind of pissed off right now. I feel like death doesn't mean anything for this world. No. How many times are we gonna watch the main characters die, even important deaths, and they're still back? It there's no consequences to anything. Mm -hmm. And like it's, I right. think I heard somewhere that season two, like. Uh, the people online, like on Reddit, were already guessing the theories correctly. Mm -hmm. So Jonathan Nolan and the others were like, okay, well, we have to change the ending now. Oh, God. Yeah, that's that's, that's exactly what happened with Game of Thrones. Yeah, always and it was worse. obvious. I was like, okay, th this doesn't make any sense anymore. And then I couldn't get through, I could barely get through season three. Well, here's the thing, too, is just that, like, I, I can forgive a lot in terms of... Um, uh what happens plot wise uh, or story wise uh but if if it just if it feels slapped together then that's what really makes me go oh man okay so that's that's yeah. where they decided to go and again like uh, caitlin said there was like there's just no consequence for anybody really yeah. like the humans right. died but like even when you had a human that died like it was never um it wasn't, it felt not important. You yeah, know like how many, okay, so William got shot like five billion times over the course of First, like four yeah, episodes and tank. his motherfucker's still alive at the end. Like right. they never took him to a hospital. He's literally riding a horse even though he's been shot through like 10 times and then they keep shooting him and then Dolores fucks up his hand and he's still fine. He's standing upright at the end. I'm like, and some people get shot once and they're dead already. Like now he just has plot armor. I don't know. That really annoyed There's me. A, there were a lot of times during um, uh, the, the season where I felt like uh, characters were not giving, given their due diligence in terms yeah. of like They're being intelligent. There. They're just there um, now. They didn't know what to do with them. For the sake of rule of cool. Hmm. Rule and, of cool. Yeah. Rule of cool. You remind and, us of uh, Rule of cool is like you can do whatever you want and you tell whatever story you want um in medium as long as it looks cool or is cool mm -hmm. you know so um and it was just like stupid stuff like i i have this huge problem with season one and um which one um uh, the, my big thing with season one and i could never let it go is why the two techs um the guy uh, oh felix and sylvester yeah leo nam and, and Maeve. why do they follow Maeve? why no, do they i don't know well at first why did they turn there's no reason because they were not under immediate threat of death. Yeah. And even then, you know, it, it's, I don't know. It just, it was, I, it felt like it felt very hand wavy. So they were just unnecessary through all of And then that's such a huge part of um, Maeve's storyline where it almost, it, it it's to the detriment of her character. Agreed. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So I, I personally, um, mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. You want to go first, Jen? No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, as for the, text i yeah i can see what you're saying i think and I, I guess i 
for them, I feel like yeah, at first to- they were scared of her. Right. And then I think eventually they got into the whole fascination of how is this machine beating the coding and programming? It became like a, a, a point of fascination. And but like, now you have to ask yourself, would that like lead you to like, um, uh, uh, to, uh, to betray your entire race? Yeah, yeah, oh, the human race. The human yeah. race. Yeah. I, I mean, are is it really betraying them in a sense you're just really trying to get her to go to this uh i don't like i don't know how absolutely much absolutely it is man <laughs> absolutely it is i, you, I mean i think if you're following if you're following uh what's her name um dolores dolores yeah you're betraying like but Maeve, she was kind of just i mean maybe because i'm seeing it as a viewer but for them I don't feel like she was like as violent as Dolores was. She was just trying right. to get her daughter and trying to go to this promised land. Right. And escape. But she was still killing people along the way. Me? Yeah. I feel like she was killing people who were trying to kill her. Yeah, but then it, then it just starts getting, yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, the, like, Dolores was like, why? Right. Kill you. She was. <laughs> but I mean, like, even see, right now we're trying to headcanon this. And like, I don't think that's strong enough. Clear. Yeah, yeah. Mm. you can't sit here and like rely on headcanon. For Sorry, like, was the question why are Felix and Sebastian? That's his name. Following Sylvester. Uh-huh. I was just saying that that was my my. That's what stuck in my craw for season one. Like yeah, when they had a chance to escape, why didn't they? Yeah, that must have really pissed you off because it was all throughout season two. Oh yeah, mm. I couldn't stand yeah. season one, honestly. Yeah. yeah, that didn't really make but, sense. Well, I don't know. We're we're talking about season mm-hmm. three. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, all right. Um, uh, what did y'all think about that first episode? Um, well, actually, so jumping off from like the second season, which I felt like was a desperate attempt to reintroduce uh, conflict into something that was so cleanly wrapped at the end of season right. one. Um, season three definitely feels like, okay, like how do we pull a narrative back from yeah. everything that we just did? And here's the thing though. I love the casting of Aaron Paul. I actually think his yeah, introduction, he's great. I think his introduction is actually a very smart yeah. move because we need to see new people. We can't just like, reinvent to be wiped continuous yeah, sorry, like cycles with existing characters whose storylines we already know otherwise we're just telling the same story you know right, right. so it's it's nice that Aaron Paul comes in and he's like perfectly written because like um you know he's also struggling against the the machine of corporate greed you know even though he's a human he's also um you know he's a working class individual he's also caring for a parent in hospice you know and i say all these things because he actually is the perfect candidate to have empathy with dolores and right. my big thing even though in episode two you don't see uh, him and dolores again even though at the end of episode one they they come together in their storylines i really want her to have some kind of empathy once more to have some kind of moral conflict Right, she's become uninteresting. She's become honestly. so two-dimensional. Yeah. 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 So, like, if, if say, she can, like, see herself in Aaron Paul's character, there is some hope that there is some, like, kind of struggle that could bring her dimension, or, like, it might just be more interesting, honestly. Right, right. So, um, in some weird way, I'm kind of curious to see what Dolores can do. I mean, like, what exactly does bringing down 
the corporate beast mean? You know, does that mean killing all of the human race? Does that mean killing only those who are powerful and mighty and in control of Westworld? What does right. that even mean? You know? So I, I don't know, like she acts with such conviction, but until she can prove where her motivations are coming from, I have yet to see and believe the span of what she's doing. If right. that makes sense. I get that. Like, yeah, you, you, you want to, you kind of want a clear picture of the motivation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, with it. <laughs> that's what I mean. I'm just like, that's why I didn't like season two is because they flattened out right. Dolores and Bernard's characters. They went from very interesting characters to like, I'm nervous and I'm mentally jacked up or no, like, I'm going to kill so everyone. I actually thought Bernard was very interesting in season mm. two. He was very, he's kind of like tortured by like what to do, right? Um, it was Dolores who I felt like had kind of turned into a one dimensional character. Um, and then poor Teddy. No, poor what Teddy. What the hell happened to James yeah. Marsden? James Marsden. What the they, fuck they, was they, that all about? They did like, him wrong. What? They did him wrong. They did him dirty. And the only, the only justification I can come up for what they did to James Marsden's character was like, Maybe they're like, see guys, now you know what the, the female feels like when, when she doesn't have anything interesting to do. You know what I mean? Like he was just smalling her. Yeah. Yes. Same thing with Hector. Uh oh, Rodrigo yeah. Santoro. Yeah. Yeah. He was just like following me. Like because he it did feel cool. like well, yeah. I mean provinces. Right. Yeah, and I mean yeah. it's kind of and I don't know, like, I mean, I think that's what they were going for is that the the strong female character and then... Oh, yeah, from the beginning, that's clear. But right. you can still make the male... still have, yeah. Yeah, everyone should be interesting. My, right. w- what I find ironic is that every time somebody, especially a host, breaks out of whatever was programmed into them, they actually become less interesting to me because <laughs> they, they seem more one-dimensional. Yeah. Despite yeah, yeah, having yeah. made, like, a moral choice, they are yeah. somehow yeah. flatlined into one purpose now. Yeah, right. I just want to see Absolutely. more struggle now. You know, like I miss that. <sighs> yeah, Dolores just... was my favorite character in season one. Who? Oh, Dolores. Dolores. Yeah. Oh, Dolores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she totally Dolores. lost me in season two. I was just like, mm, all right, you're just a zealot now. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Did y'all want to talk about episode two? You guys can talk about it. Earl and yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, are you okay, okay. with spoilers? Yes. Well, uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna I... mute and just like. Okay. Yeah, let us know. Oh, just give us a thumbs up when you've both muted. Yeah, I, I want to hear this. Okay, okay. You're gonna you're gonna listen to this. <laughs> I want to hear this. Go on. <laughs> okay. I kind of want to hear what's going on. You, Earl, you don't have to listen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me. Uh, okay. Do I just, care? Why? I, <laughs> whatever. Care. Just go. Just go. Do you care? I mean, I'm thinking like. <laughs> I don't know if I care. I'm listening. Thinking wow. is there some serious twist? I mean, it's all set. It's still set. Uh, Maybe people are going to watch the next episode. I don't know. Like, maybe I do. Here's the thing. Okay, can we start talking about it? Are you okay? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, all right. So season two, uh, we actually follow Maeve once more. And I I really love Maeve's new storyline because um, after the the events of season two, her uh, consciousness ball, right, Right. is now in uh, in a locked cabinet in the real world. And she's playing through scenarios until she realizes, oh, I know the nature of my reality. I'm in a simulation. This whole thing is in a simulation. And she tries to, she becomes self-aware of the fact that she is placed uh, in a simulation. 
not she's in the matrix <laughs> she's in the matrix literally yeah right. and so she tries to break out of that and then she actually gets to meet the maker so the you know in uh, episode one when they talk about how the giant uh thinking machine rehoboam Yes. And how it's actually being run by um, somebody named Sirach now instead yeah. of Liam. Um, so she actually gets to meet Sirach, which is a very interesting uh, conversation to have. And mm -hmm. she does run, I mean, like during her time in the Matrix, she runs into a couple of familiar faces and there are nods and winks to that. Uh, like I know Hector was there. Yeah, like uh, including a wink to like Game of Thrones. But that I think is yeah. all secondary. And at first I was like, oh my God, if they're going with this, this is such cheap story writing. <laughs> and and then <laughs> turns out it was the Matrix. So I'm like, okay, whoo, whoo, This could and, work. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but the key thing to take away is that Maeve has lost her godlike powers Right. She was like the one in the Matrix, and now she's lost the powers of the one. Or well, you I mean, or you're led to believe. Yeah. You're well, here's the thing, believe. though. Yeah. Because like th th her Matrix, her Matrix powers in season two all um, depended on the existence of the mesh between, yes. like, which they destroyed, um, right? Well, no, it still exists oh. between um, between oh. individual hosts, but if she's sitting there isolated. Mm -hmm. Like with no other hosts, you know, around, and she's just in simulation. Then yes. the mesh doesn't exist for her. That well, makes perfect sense. That's probably why they isolated her because she was yeah. in a separate cabinet in vitro by herself. Right. No, no, she wasn't by herself. There was other. Oh. There were other. Uh, yeah, there worlds were other in ones. there. So yeah, she was but, in a network. Yeah. The only problem was that she didn't know she was in the network, or she didn't know right. where she was. So once she figured it out, yeah. then she realized the rules she could break and how she could hack it, basically. Right. Um, right. And, you know, it's, it's a pretty cool jailbreak sequence that she... I she, know. There's some very interesting, like, cinematography that goes into this next episode right. that I found really interesting. And they gave another nod at, like, you know, War World, which is, like, World War II World. Yeah. Um, but uh, one little tiny nice tidbit is that Rehoboam, the name of the program, is actually from the Bible. It, it's yes. the son yeah. of so Solomon, right? Yeah. So like supposed to be like a wise man with wise ruling. But after his era, there was still a time of revolution and civil war. Mm -hmm. So, um, right. but yeah, towards the end of like episode two, uh, Maeve is challenged by Sirach to defeat Dolores. Mm. And as of right now, she doesn't accept. So there you are. You're full of spoilers. Well, yeah. vodka. Vodka. You drinking Ciroc? It's like a type of alcohol. Ciroc. Ciroc. Ciroc is a wine. Yeah. Ciroc is the name. This is a guy. S e r a c. S e r r a c. So um, yeah, I don't know. I may or may not continue watching season three. Really? Yeah, oh my gosh. I don't know. I mean, if we have, I, mean, to, I will, but. Yeah, yeah, just check. I I don't know. I, season two was I thought it was a good episode and had a lot of like stuff put to. Yeah, I mean, it had reminds you of like Matrix, Groundhog right. Day. Right. Uh, <laughs> episode two or season two? Episode two. Sorry, episode two. Ciroc is three. vodka too. You're right, Tori. Yeah, I was like, oh. P Diddy's P Diddy's brand. Ciroc. There's Shiraz. E I R O C. Yeah. A lot of stuff. But um, yeah. Um, I guess if we do decide to <laughs> keep on talking about uh, Westworld, we'll, you'll hear it here first. But um, I just want to say uh, that actually brings us to the end of our podcast or the stream. Uh, yay. Yay. 
So uh, once again, thank you to uh, Joy. Uh, Joy Thanks, cannot Joy. hear us right now, but j- thank you for joining us. Um, uh, are we? Are we going to go over this uh, these resources stuff, <laughs> Rodney? For yeah, I think he wanted to like for artists that are. Oh right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we do have. I mean, because right. Because like I, I know everybody's kind of stuck at home right now. But if you are creative and you do have uh, don't exactly have the tools right now, uh, there are a couple things you can um, you can get at. Uh, first of all, Adobe CC, which is Adobe Creative Suite, that is uh, free for two months. If on um, you can check it out, just uh, Google that. Or they had they do have a story on Petapixel, so check that out. Um, also, for all you artists out there, us included. Um, there is a Patreon artist grant. Um, if you search for that on Patreon, Patreon, you will find it. We'll probably put it in the show no- notes. But yeah, we all need help right now. Uh, everything is kind of um, frozen. So do check those things out. We're actually going to put the links in chat. So um, yeah, I uh, just want to throw that out there and make sure everybody's aware of it. Uh, otherwise, do check us out uh, on all the socials on Instagram. Um, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook at uh, Pangeekery. That's P-A-N-G-E-E-K-E-R-Y. Do please um, comment, like, subscribe um, on this page on our YouTube if you uh, feel like it. And uh, we could also we could always use some support. Um, so hit up our donations if you are so in the position position to do so. Um, hit us up here again, same time, same place next week at twitch.tv slash pangeekery, 8 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you to the cast. Thank you to the crew. Thank you to everybody in chat. Um, Y'all are the best. Um, And we will see you next week. Bye. Stay healthy. Thanks, first responders.